Welcome to another episode of Together We Can, the podcast where we come together to explore topics to support students and families. I'm your host, Wendy Johnson, superintendent of the amazing CUNA School District. Today we're tackling a topic suggested by our superintendent's advisory council. What do school resource officers do? School resource officers, often abbreviated as SROs, play a pivotal role in ensuring the safety and the well-being of students and staff within the school. To help us gain a deeper understanding of their responsibilities, challenges, and how they partner with us, we're joined by two fabulous (laughs) SROs in our school district, Detective Wes Bunnell and Detective Lam Tai. Thank you for joining us today. Um, you could you could you share um, with our listeners a little bit about you and how long you've been an SRO and a little bit about your background? Um, I'll start. <laughs> Getting that eye. Um, <laughs> and and you are? I'm Wes Bunnell. I've been an SRO for I think this is my sixth year, um, but wow. I've been in CUNA for almost seventeen. Yay! Thank so, you for your service to anytime. us. Anytime you're welcome. I think I first met you. You were training canines. Yeah. Oh yeah, did that for about eight years. Yeah. Do you still do that? No, I, I had to give it up okay. coming to this. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. Yay. Thank you. you Thank bet. you for joining us. And you primarily work where? So I primarily at Fremont Middle School mm-hmm. and Initial Point High School. Okay. Thank you, Wes. How about you? So me, um, I've been in law enforcement for about 16 years. I've only been in, in the Treasure Valley for okay. five years. I came okay. from another place. <laughs> <laughs> kind of far away-ish in the you, western that, that region of the area United States. That shall not be named. Right. <laughs> so uh, I did law enforcement there for about uh, 11 years, and then I've been here for five, and I've been assigned to CUNA pretty much that entire five years, right. uh, but SRO specifically for five, for, excuse me, two years. Thank you um, for your service to yeah, thank our you. community. Appreciate it. And I'm assigned to CUNA Middle School. Um, I love it there. It's amazing. Yeah. I love uh Love the students. They're a rough bunch, and I love it. (laughs) So since you came from another place that shall not be named, another (laughs) state that shall not be named, what's like one of the biggest differences you see here and You know, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that um, it's like, oh, it must be so different. People think Mm. we're just wrangling cows and Uh things like that, which I'll be honest with you, that is the first thing I've noticed here that I never did in California was... (laughs) Right, I, I did have to deal with cattle and, and cows, and I, I literally did not know what to do. Um, so that was fun. But, uh, <laughs> y- you know, yes, yeah. turkeys are big. Turkeys, absolutely. Right. That's right. Um, Ooh, maybe we can get a hold of that video. We'll but, um, yeah, the, the biggest misconception is that it, there's a different crime, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the same crime yeah. that you will find in... And I was in Southern California, Orange County yeah. specifically. Um, so it was it was hustle and bustle. It was busy. Yeah. And, uh, it's same type of crimes, just uh, more volume in, yeah. over there than here. But it's same type of crimes. Okay. Well, thank you for coming to yeah. join us here thank in you. CUNA and help our kids and our staff and our moms and dads out there. Absolutely. So we're going to dive in here to like kind of just explaining a little bit more about what SROs do. So could you share with our listeners about your role as a school resource officer? Like what are your primary responsibilities? How do you interact with students and staff? It kind of feels like an interview question, I know. Right. But like just in general, like if you were to tell well, somebody what does an SRO do, what would you, know, you say? You know, and it's actually pretty simple. I mean, there's a lot to it. But it really is pretty simple. You just, <clears throat> I look at it as like a three-phase approach. Okay. It's 
um, safety first, yeah. uh, mentorship, and education. We're here. We work for the students, the staff, um, anything they need. Um, you know, we'll, we'll come in. We'll do traffic control. Um, we just kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah. And, um, of course, be there for the kids, try to go to their games. Um, mm. They see a smiling face, give them a high five, a lot of stuff like that. I mean, obviously, if there's crimes in the school, we got to yeah. deal with that. But fortunately, it's, it's not that bad here. Yeah, yeah. It's almost immeasurable um, yeah. what the SRO can do mm-hmm. um, because we'll never be able to, to measure the crimes or the behaviors that don't happen right. because of the impact yeah. that, say, you know, Lamarai or Teresa or even yep. Hiram have yep. on these kids. So it's invaluable. And the relationships that we establish, not only with the kids and the staff, um, but, we, you know, with the parents as well. Yeah. You're a so, helper. Yeah. You're a helper. That's essentially what yeah. we are. We're just here to help Yeah. Um, and be part of the solution. I feel like it's really important to just be visible and available mm-hmm. because um, I think the relationship is really, really important. The uh, A lot of the students, I'll be honest with you, and, and I tell the students this all the time, uh, I grew up. Um, Southern California, and I ran away from the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, first things, cops, run! And yeah. so you just run away. And uh, so, you know, I want to make sure that they um, understand that, you know, we're here to help and be there for them. And I think it's important as, because there have been times on calls and stuff like that, we show up and say, hey, I'm here for you. Um, and, you know, here's my business card. Call me yeah. if anything happens. And I'm, I'm likely never receive a phone call for help or anything like that. Yeah. But when you're there day to day and you mm-hmm. they see you day to day and they build those relationships with you, that's when it matters most. And they mm-hmm. and that's how you see that you know, law enforcement's more than just the badge on the chest and, yeah. and the gun on their hip and yeah. all the scary things and pulling their parents over and, and yep. things like that. Those are all the experiences that they collectively have. But when they see someone day in and day out and, you know, having conversations, high-fiving, talking about their sports, things like mm-hmm. that, I, I think that goes so far in impacting the lives of these kids and helping them have a better understanding of that we're truly there to help. Yeah. Well, and that we're, we're part of the community as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're part of them. You know, mm-hmm. we talk with them. We talk with their parents. You know, so there's several students that, um, you know, struggle. Uh, whether it's coming to school or whatever, for various myriad mm-hmm. of reasons. Yeah. But then parents get involved and they call us so like, hey, what do we do? What can we do? And it's, you know, it's a collaborative effort to get with them and to talk with this kid. Maybe we come up with a, a contract agreement, mm-hmm. um, you know. But you, you tackle it at both ends. So not only from the school, but from the SRO side mm-hmm. and the parent side, Um and I'm seeing I'm seeing some changes already, and I've Good. seen I've seen changes in kids in the past that it's just invaluable. Um, yeah. Where as opposed to, you know, you got this 13, 14, 15 year old parents are going to school or to work, and you know they they can't leave all the time. Right. They know their kids home, or they're out running around. But if they just call the SRO, we can help out, yeah. and so. SROs are invaluable in that aspect as well. So yeah. it just it bridges the gap uh, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I really appreciate what both of you do for our kids, our staff, our parents. Yeah. You re- that's a great way to put it. Helper and a bridging of the gap. <laughs> so, and I think it's such a big deal, like um, being that partnership, having that mm. partnership, because 
you know, I, I coach softball with my daughter's team, mm -hmm. uh, Little League, and it's, I love it. It's great. Um, but it's funny. We have a joke between the coaches is um, I'll tell the, my daughter one thing and over and over and over again, and she oh. will not. She'll be like, Dad, I get it. Yeah, I know. Uh, but then, you know, the other coach will say, hey, make sure you do this and this, and then it'll be amazing, this and that. And she'll look at me and say, hey, Dad. So coach said this and this, <laughs> literally the exact same thing that I just said. And she's yep. like, it just made sense. I don't know. And yeah. I was like, great, great. <laughs> yeah. Know? But, and so I think, you know, what parents oftentimes, when I do have, uh, you know, conversations with the parents and the children, they'll, I'll tell the child something and the, they'll look at mom or dad mm -hmm. and they'll be like, oh, my mom's been saying that all along. Or yeah. and the parents will just look at, have that look on their face. I told you so. Yeah, and you thank know? you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and well, and they, so, they need that reinforcement. Yes. Because how many yeah. do we have that are single parents? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They need help. Like, especially a single mom. Yeah. Right. Um, but either one. And then right. it's, it's uh, you know, I got one in particular text me, hey, I don't know what to do with this. I'm like, yeah. well, hey, let's, let's do this. Or... Um, so they need that extra support and they just don't have, they, they have no family here. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I know this is, you know, Detective Ty, you mentioned like you're running from the cops. Why did you want to become an SRO? Why did you become a police officer? <laughs> Funny story. You can't beat them, join them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it was, um, I, so after, after college, I was about to finish graduating college, um, I don't want to get too deep into yeah. the woods here, but I wanted to be, um, I actually wanted to be a chef. I wanted, and I wanted to go to culinary school. Well, so you can cook too. Is that what I'm seeing? Here he is. <laughs> yes. It's definitely a hobby of mine. I love it. Um, but uh, when I told my dad, I'm like, dad, I think I want to go to culinary school. He's like, nope, you're going to business school. I said, okay, dad. And I went to business school. I'll be the best right? business I went owner. To, I went to business school and graduated. And then I ended up teaching martial arts oh, wow. uh, for, for a couple of years. And uh, a friend of mine uh, and I were just sitting there one day and we're like, well, we can't really raise families on this mm -hmm. salary. So what should we do? We're literally just sitting there on the floor, just talking back and forth, throwing ideas out mm -hmm. there. So it wasn't something that necessarily was a passion of mine or anything like that. I was just, we threw out ideas and I was like, hmm, what about law enforcement? Eh, maybe I'll give it a shot. So I gave it a shot. And you know, what's funny, it defines my life in so many different ways. Yeah. And I couldn't be happier, you know, with, with the career path and what it's done for me personally and growth and maturity mm -hmm. and, and understanding of society in general. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been an amazing path for sure. Well, it's, it's one of the things that, one of the pathways we want to add is law enforcement pathway for our kids. Cause we know, I mean, we know we, it's a need in our community for more law enforcement officers well, and, and you know, a great career, absolutely. great opportunity. On that talk, yeah. What about you? What, what so, did you, why'd you get into this? Well, so mine, you know, I never wanted to be a cop either. Hmm. I had kind of a similar yeah. upbringing. Uh, I didn't want to be a chef. But, uh, <laughs> but you like no food, cooking for me. Probably. I do. <laughs> I can smoke a mean brisket. Though. Um, no, mine was military, so I did the military thing, okay, yeah. and then when uh, I deployed once, and I was like, you know, this once is good for me. I'm mm -hmm. good. I want to go home mm -hmm. and defend my country at home. Yeah. yeah, and that's what did it for me. And I yeah. and so within a couple months of being home is when I signed up. That's what it was for me, but um, well, we were talking about the pathways for students that yeah, yeah, you know, so, like helping kids get connected to this yeah. as a as a viable career. I think it's essential. 
as an SRO for guys like Lam and I, who have, you know, we're youth and mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we were trouble here and there, uh, nothing crazy, <laughs> normal, but young people normal young here. adult, yeah. you know, young right. kids or whatever. Right. Um, so, so we can communicate with them. Mm-hmm. Right. We can, we can have that communication piece that we understand, Hey, yeah. you know what? it's not the end of the world. Look, you know, if you get in trouble, you can still be a lawyer, a teacher, yeah. a, a, a law enforcement, a military, yep. um, you know, and then, but I've been, you know, we, we both get in classrooms and talk. I just did it today, given the health class, mm-hmm. you're talking about drugs, kind of like. Good, good. Um, giving the presentation to them. Um, but so we can, but then we always throw in, and, and kids will always ask, well, how'd you become a cop? Or what do you have to mm-hmm. do to be a cop? Or what do you, you know, what's education? Well, first and foremost, you can't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Big trouble. You got to mm-hmm. stay out of trouble, you know, so absolutely. So if we could start that somewhere down the road. Yeah. You guys can help us. I think that'd be exciting too, just because I think it is, I think you're right, uh, Wes, is it's valuable for them to see that we're just normal human beings and that mistakes along the road is something that's going to happen Mm -hmm. and that you can, you can overcome them and have a meaningful life because, uh, you know, oftentimes these kids at this age is, you know, the brain really isn't developed until much later. Well, they feel like it's over. They get in trouble once or twice. It's done. Their life is done, you know? And, and so i found it very helpful when I talk to the kids. Um, one thing I'll tell them is uh, I'm not going to sit here and be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. When I was your age, I got in plenty of trouble too. Yeah. Um, in fact, I usually give them an anecdotal story too. Sure. Like, I, I one time vandalized a truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and that was, uh, that was a straight up crime, you know, yep. uh, but fortunately the neighbor I don't know why I decided to vandalize the neighbor's truck. It's not like he wouldn't have found out. But, right. you know, but share that story with them. They're like, oh, wow. You know, just tell mm-hmm. them, like, yeah, I'm a real person. You know, I've yeah. made poor decisions in my life, you know, mm-hmm. but it's okay. You can still have an impact in, in other people's lives and you can still have a very meaningful life. Yeah, you can change your ways, yeah, absolutely. right? absolutely. It's what yeah. we always hope for every child, right. like one and, and not done. Right, One right. and learn and move forward, right? You help us do that. You help us... Teach that. Yeah, and we see that. I mean, we see it when we're talking with parents. <clears throat> like I had a lady, and, you know, she was great. She was just concerned about something. And, you know, she asked about, well, what do you think about, um, you know, the new uh, ID thing? And I was like, well, let me just give you my perspective. Safety, right? So we we need to make sure we're safe. And, she's, and she had her concerns. And I was like, well, when it comes down to, when it comes down to it, it's the safety of all these kids in the school that we got to worry about. And so as we appreciate your concerns and every other parent's concern that comes in here, first and foremost are the kids. Um, and pretty much every everybody appreciates that. They, they understand that. And that's yeah. why you and, and everybody in CUNA School District have um, got these safety protocols in place and these things that we're working on because it is that important. Um, yeah. We wouldn't be doing it. And so that piece of bridging the gap not only with mm-hmm. kids but with the parents to be able to say oh yeah i guess i never thought about that yeah yeah um and there's going to be concerns so i always tell my parents the parents that you know of, of both schools mm-hmm. is if you got a concern about anything and you don't understand or you're upset don't call and take it out on the admin yeah. call me yeah. i'll help you understand and if there's something i can relay then i will 
but they don't deserve to be yelled at and screamed at. They're there every day for your kids, mm-hmm. and I've seen it for years. Um, and, you know, they truly love the kids. They're mm-hmm. there for them. Um, teachers are often lifted mm-hmm. up. Administrators don't always get that same kind of that's love a, always. That's but, one of the most yeah. difficult roles I've seen, just, you know, being around the administration regularly and um, just seeing how much they, they work through, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be a mentor to the kids, but trying to have a firm discipline, yeah. you know, standard as well, and then working with the parents and, um you know, even trying to enforce rules that maybe they're not 100% keen on, but yeah. they still have to because it's yeah. the policy. And and then working with teachers as well, you know, finding yeah. that balance. And and so it, it's crazy. I see, um, at least at uh, Kuna Middle School, you know, they, the administration, they, they work long yes. hours. Yep. And I, uh, during, for breaks like uh like upcoming thanksgiving mm-hmm. break or, or christmas break last year um they give us the option to take the time off or to work through it and catch up on things mm-hmm. and i'll catch up on things and they're all there they're yeah. all there and then throughout the summer i'll stop in during patrol and i'll check in on things in my office and they're all there yeah they work long hours and and they work really hard and diligently so yeah, yeah I, i'm really grateful for the administration they're passionate about it for sure yeah, thank you both for sharing you that. Bet. I appreciate that. Yeah, they deserve it. Absolutely. Um, you've both mentioned the critical role you play in safety, and we've we've spent a lot of time and energy, really the last probably five years, really trying to increase like safety procedures and um, also put installing you know more fencing and all of these kind of things. And you guys have really worked with us to to partner with us because we're not. You guys have that background. We don't always have that background. What? What? Can you talk a little bit about why we regularly update our safety protocols and, and drills why we practice and stuff? Di- drills? Absolutely, yeah, it can be scary. It can be, yeah, uh, especially for the younger kids. So we we take particular mm-hmm. care with that. Um, you know, because each SRO knows their school. So yeah. when we do these drills, we coordinate and we talk about hey. You take this room. Here's what's going on, and mm-hmm. and the important thing is, is they do get that and they get used to it. Um, and you know, like I said before, I've been in CUNA for 16 years. I remember doing doing lockdown drills and stuff before, where yeah. each school kind of did it differently, right? Um, but it was kind of unknown as to you know, some teachers would come from another place, and you know, and then like, well, hey, is it lockout? I don't know. Right. Lockdown. So with the ISCRS mm-hmm. or the you know. The command response is that Idaho has come together and, and, you know, a couple of law enforcement agencies and, and, and most, I think every school district, if, you know, if not almost all of them have, have got on board with that. And it's, it's actually made it really nice because Mm -hmm. everybody's the same. I I appreciate CUNA school district and the other school districts and other law enforcement agencies for stepping up and saying, well, Let's work on it. Let's get better so that kids are safe. And hoping we never have to use and it in real life. And hoping we never be yeah. prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. Not paranoid, but prepared. We feel very responsible as SROs for the school mm-hmm. safety. And it um, it lies squarely on our shoulders. I, I feel like it does for most SROs. Yeah. And so we take it very seriously. And I think to, to regularly update them and work with best practices in the industry mm-hmm. is really important because, like, for instance, we just, uh, in Kuna School District this year, we implemented locked doors, mm-hmm. right? And and closed doors, open doors. Uh, teachers love open doors, and, and yeah. I absolutely don't blame them for that. 
you know, we now have research that says mm -hmm. uh, during, uh, and please don't quote me 100%, but my understanding is that no door has been breached yes. during an yes. active school shooter. And so why wouldn't we then keep doors locked yeah. and shut? Um, you know, I understand convenience, but somewhere between convenience and safety, yeah. there's a fine line that we have to try to toe and, and keep. And so... Um, that's why we do change them up and we do practice often. And not only that, but our buildings, um, they sometimes things change, things yeah. like that. Students change. And we have to run these drills to kind of see what's going to happen when we do this drill. Yeah. And we find problems often. Right. Uh, you know, not, not anything major or glaring, yeah. but something that could absolutely be an issue. For instance, I think one of the schools one time. No one in the cafeteria heard anything. Oh, wow. And it was, excuse me, the cafeteria staff, yeah. the, 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 you know, the kitchen staff. They didn't hear anything, and they were just working away. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's something we need to fix. Right. And, and right. great. We, we would not have known that, you know, unless we went through a drill. So yeah. I think it's really important that we do run those drills every so often. And, and yes, it can be uh, emotionally taxing on some students. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's important to have those conversations too about why it's emotionally yeah. taxing on them, yeah. you know, and and if they understand why and maybe have a conversation, I think it helps through a lot of that, yeah. working through them emotionally and stuff. Yeah, we're doing this to keep you safe. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and over the years, I'll just add to that what Lamb said, and over the years, it has gotten way way better. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think everybody's realized how important it is, so it's yeah. It's definitely gotten much better. Yeah, we've heard. You know, it was a challenge for teachers initially, right? Because we're right. we like to come right. and go within yep. classrooms, and kids kind of come and go. And and I think you know, change managing that change and practicing has been been better. Um, but I heard so many positive things from parents. Thank you for doing this. I feel better because you know, I I think it. You know, in listening to parents a lot, you know, with the advisory council and various communication, and I know you guys hear this too, is they're worried sometimes to send their kids to school. Yeah, know? yep, 100%. Um, and, and unfortunately, I wish they didn't have to, but you two um, and your colleagues at our SROs, you help us put that extra layer of safety. Um, I know I feel good when I know you're there. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. know I feel good about that. You know, my... Yeah. My good friend, John McDaniels, who was yep. the um, former chief of, of police, you know, we went to school together, um, grew up together, and he, he told me um, so many times, he's like, um, in me and any one of the people on my team would lay down our life for you. Absolutely. And I never have forgotten that. Yeah. I've had teachers be like, I know Bono would be there for me. I'm like, absolutely, <laughs> I would come. I would come get you. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I think you have all of our... Dedication as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, you know, safety of students and staff is absolutely number one. So. Yeah, and I think as we also um, have a regular practice, and some students will, you know, as, as students are, mm -hmm. yeah. kids are, they just like, they play around with it, things like that. Yeah. And just this past uh, lockdown drill that we did, we had a couple classrooms that didn't do great. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Uh, the teachers reached out, asked me to speak to them, which I was grateful that they did. Good. Uh, sometimes Good. they try to manage it themselves, and and but instead they reached out, which I think is great. And um, they're going to listen to you. They may right, not listen to the teacher, different. just like your right. your daughter didn't necessarily exactly. listen to you, but they listened to your your friend who was coaching. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. right. So I, I stepped into the classroom, and um, it, it changed the kids' attitudes quick mm -hmm. when I told them that 
I have a 10 and 11 year old at home mm. and I've told them that I've put those kids in CUNA middle school, I've put those kids lives before my own. Yeah. And that, you know, I have those kids at home that I want to get home to and my wife, I want to get home to. Yeah. And they understand that I have signed up to put my life before theirs. And so, you know, a lot of these kids are roughly about that age, too. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, they're thinking about their parents and and that yep. they would put, the parents would put themselves in front of their, these kids. And, and it's it's a hard concept or it's a sad concept for yeah. them to think about and a very sobering concept. Yeah. And so they, they see that and they're like, oh, okay. And so I ask them, like, just take it seriously, yeah. you know, because, again, I'm I'm choosing to put my life here, you know, before yeah. you guys. So at the very least, I ask that you take it seriously. And don't have any issues. That would have changed my mind (laughs) as a young person hearing that. Right. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. So thank you guys for talking about safety. I know it's a, it's a tough subject and when we talk about things like school shootings and, and I appreciate you so much for you helping to do whatever we can do to prevent anything like that from happening. And, you know, our school counselors and social workers and teachers and all of that preventative work that we do together. So I, so thank you for that. Um, you know, we've talked, you talked a little bit about connecting with families as a big part of what you do. Um, what advice would you give parents to help keep their children safe in today's world? Thinking about all of the things that, like, kids have at their fingertips that I didn't have when I was their age. And There's I know I'm so old. <laughs> as we all know, cell phones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, social media. There's reasons to get them. You know, I remember yeah. my oldest, Easton, I, I think he was 12. And I was like, okay, look, you're going, you know, you're in sports. You mm-hmm. know, I get it. You got extracurricular activities. It's good to have a smartphone to know where they're at. And you can limit those. The technology yeah. is there. Yeah. You're going to have, as a parent, you're going to have to study it, study yeah. up on it, and you're going to have to figure it out. And you can't wait because they need to know now. It, mm-hmm. When you get them a cell phone, there's so many parents out there that are all over it. And yeah. There's some that are busier than others and, and whatever, but you have to do it because it's vital. Um, if, if somebody gets, you know, online or something like that, they'll, they'll you know, I hate to think of what could happen, but there, there's predators out there and they're yeah. finding ways to do it. Um, yeah. Social media, I mean, you name it. Um, but that's a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's that's the biggest one. I mean, I'm, I know I'm talking about online safety, but yeah. safety's kind of a big topic. But um, and we could talk about lots of different aspects. Yeah. But you know, one of the things that you probably are thinking of is or grateful for um, is the no cell phone policy at at absolutely. Fremont and at CUNA Middle. Yeah, absolutely. We. I'm so thankful for really the the new policy change with no cell phones. They're off and away, right? In their backpacks, not in their pockets. Yeah. They must be off. And yes, we're going to have a couple people that have them and try to sneak them here and there. But at, for the most part, they they students have done a pretty good job, and the administration has done an amazing job as well enforcing it. But you know, having a pulse on the school, you can tell there's a different atmosphere. There's mm-hmm. a lot less students showing up to the counselor's office with emotional g- stuff going on. Yeah. And, um, like online bullying, online that would bullying cause things their like that. throughout the day, gone. it was such yeah. a distraction to education. Yeah. It was a huge distraction throughout the day. And so now 
they have them off and away at the very least, and they can concentrate on education. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's such a problem for their young brains mm-hmm. to handle. Like back in the days, you know, if Wes and I didn't like each other, right, on the school playground or something, yeah. we'd share words. We may even throw blows. But then you'd go home. Yeah. And that was it. That was, that was it. it, right? And your friends the next day, right? Exactly. Done <laughs> that many times, right? But nowadays, you know, you're on social media, stirring it up, and, yeah. and afterwards, even if there was a physical education or something like that, now you're dealing with it twenty four seven, and their brains aren't getting that break that it needs yeah. to decompress. Yeah. Back before this year, before the policy change, there'd be kids off on their phones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't see that anymore. Guess nope. what? They're chasing each other, playing right. football. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. amazing. We're out there. They're, they're making they're up sweating. games. They're sweating. Yeah. They're yeah. running around. Right. And really, all we're doing is just chasing around, make sure they're just having a good time, yeah. and then right. throwing the football with them. Yeah. Right. Um, instead of being like, what are you looking at? You know, hey, why don't right. you engage right. or whatever. Right. So it's great for the social away. skills. It's been a social Absolutely. development. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. That was a huge one that I've seen. That was a win, for oh, sure. Oh, big time. I think high schools should get on board. And this, you know, this is Wes's opinion. Because um, I remember telling my kids, you go to school, you turn that phone off. And this was, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. back in the day. You turn that thing off and you leave it off. You're there at school. If you get caught, then that teacher can take it and you aren't going to see it again. Mm-hmm. So you leave it off. You know, my wife's a teacher mm-hmm. and she talks about it. You know, now that kids aren't busting them out in class, they can teach. They're not distracted. I mean, it's mm-hmm. huge in classes. Yeah. You know, so not only, the, you know, which also led to all the discipline because teachers, oh, hey. Yeah. Fine, this is like the 27th time. Yeah. Um, but but not only that, classroom management. Yeah. A teacher can actually teach right. and they're not dealing with kids on their phones. Yeah. Um, so I, I can guarantee you they're dealing with it in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. be interesting to see what happens with that. I've had a couple yeah. of trustees after both um, CUNA Middle and Fremont principals and 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 you were there at the presentation talking about this they they're tickling their brain a little bit about I hope like, they do. maybe we think about this in the I high really hope too. they do it would so, be a huge win for the students cuz they yeah. really we're what are we there for we're here to help develop them teach them how to be adults mm-hmm. teach them how to uh, you know assimilate into society and be good human beings in society mm-hmm. and in order for that to happen they need to learn to put those things away and develop social skills yeah. you know and and other mental skills, and, and it's it's such a crutch, you know, that mm-hmm. for educate for for anything really socially, or you yeah. just it it takes so detracts so much. Yeah. So yeah, to circle around back around, I guess is advice for parents: like be nosy. That's mm-hmm. your job. You're not your job isn't to be their friend. Your yeah. job is to be their parent because yeah. they can't parent themselves. You know, we really need to be invested in helping these people grow mm-hmm. and learn and and um so be nosy as parents you know you're not their friend you're their parent yeah. that doesn't mean you can't be friendly with them right. obviously <laughs> they're and your eventually children you will be friends yeah, once they're formed, exactly right? exactly so <laughs> once they're at that 26 right. year old age right yeah right right yeah but yeah i i think it's so important to make sure that parents aren't trying to be friends with their kids, that they are nosy, that you're going to have to offend them sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but you need to, to be a parent. 
and 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 that's okay. I've offended my kid a couple times. Yeah. You know, and and so and that's okay. That's okay. You will keep them safe in the long run. Yeah. That and they're they're truly going to love you for it. Right. One hundred. You know, they're right. They're th- eventually they'll realize what you're doing. You know, because how many times do we get that? Hey, I don't. You know, my kid ran away. Okay, well, who are their friends? Oh, I don't know. Right. So yeah, Lamb, you're definitely hit the nail around the head with that. Be nosy, not only in their cell phones, get their cell phones, and they don't have to know, right? You can. They're sleeping. You know, maybe have a plan. Have have them keep them. Everybody plug them in on the counter. You know, kitchen table at night, um, and then go through them. Yeah, they don't have to know, so it's not like you're messing with that trust. Because obviously, you know, kids are well. You don't even show me any trust. Well. All right, but you got to earn that too. Yeah. So, you know, you can you can find that balance of um, parenting and being their friend. But, you know, sometimes that tough love aspect, it's hard for some parents. Yeah. Um, and then kids kids recognize that and they walk all over it. Walk all yeah. over it. They use it. Um, yep. But we, we got to be, yeah, we do. Be nosy. That's a great. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I taught... A variety of different ages over the years, but um, I remember seniors, you know, they're kind of stinky to their parents the last uh, couple months because they're trying to make that separation. But, uh, you know, as the teacher, I'd always hear, I'm so glad my parents did this. I'm so glad my parents did that. You know, like they were in my business and I'm glad because I made it, you know, because of their their work. They do. They thank you. I know I certainly thanked my parents, you know. (laughs) Like, wow, I thought you were so mean, but wow, thank you, you know, after seeing what other, you know, experiences that people had. So um, thank you for sharing that. So I know as police officers and then specifically school resource officers, people have all sorts of ideas of what you do versus the reality. What What are some misconceptions that some people may have about SROs? And what would you say to dispel some of those misconceptions or even rumors? Right. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the biggest ones that I, I often try to share with kids, kind of like I said earlier, is that um, I tell them I'm not sitting here as a hypocrite telling mm-hmm. you you're a bad kid because you did the X, Y, and Z. Um, I, we're human beings, you know, yeah. um, and we've made mistakes and we've made poor decisions in the past, but uh, you can change things around. So... Oftentimes, even me when I was younger, I thought, you know, police officer just lived on the straight edge their entire lives, mm-hmm. followed every single rule, never broke a single one, and, and that's how they ended up being a policeman. I'm like, oh, no, not quite. Um, and so I think it's important for, for people to know that, yeah, we're human beings. We have emotions. Mm-hmm. We, we get worked up, and we're able to control them at, you know, at times and stuff like that. And sometimes we do lose control, you know, and... Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully not while we're on duty, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, but you, you see, know. saw hard things sometimes. Yeah, right? it's probably hard yeah, to deal with that. It is. It is. Uh, kind of sidebar, but I, 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 I teach the academy every now and then, and mm. I tell the academy students like, here's the thing about law enforcement in general: um, we're training the human aspect out of you. Mm. So. Someone cuts, cusses at you, spits in your face, things like that. 
uh, what's your natural human inclination? You're going to do something about yeah. it, right? Um, especially the type of person we're hiring, right. right? To be able to get their hands dirty if they need to, right? And then, but now we're training that out of you. Okay, you need to have an appropriate, according to the law, mm-hmm. an appropriate response, mm-hmm. which is inhuman if you think about yeah. it, right? You're yeah. teaching them to to work out that human aspect of it. So Control that brainstem exactly, response, right? Exactly. That's hard. It is. Yeah. So you're you're creating those that brainstem response and different training through all that. And that makes it very, very difficult to, to work mm-hmm. through at times. Um, but um, it's really important for people to understand that we are human beings mm-hmm. and, and that we're not robots yeah. and that um, we do have feelings. Mm-hmm. We may not show it at times, um, but we do have feelings and that we're, we can be their uncle, their dad, mm-hmm. their, you know, their friend, their relatives, cousins, whatever it is. We're just that person too. We're not different than the rest of human mm-hmm. humanity. Yeah, and I I would add to that, too, because a lot of times, I remember early on as an SRO, you know, I'd hear hear from kids, oh, well, you know, my parents didn't want me to talk to you, or Mm -hmm. my parents, you know, Mm -hmm. big, bad law enforcement cop guy. Um, So part of that bridging the gap is dispelling some of those Mm -hmm. misconceptions. And part of that, I think, has been, at least what I've tried to do is, is get it out there that, you know, hey, we're, we're just here to help. Um, you know, we're just like everybody else. Yeah, we do wear the badge, but, you know, we're going to treat everybody like we would want to be treated. Yeah. Um, and we're here to help your kids. We're not going to let you. If your kid punches another kid, you know, we're not. The, the first thing, we're not going to just be like, oh, hey, let's charge you. Let's put you right. in the cups today. Right. And so I think a lot of times parents are like, oh, no. Um, the cops you know, are involved. The cops yeah. are involved. Right. It's a bad yeah. deal. Right. So. We make it necessary. We make it a thing, or make it, and, and it is in our policy, you know, schools and ours that you know, hey, if, if we're ever involved with something like that, we're gonna we're, we're gonna reach out to parents, whether it's yep. it's admin. But I I like to make sure I, especially if I do, if it is a crime, you know, I make sure for sure that I call the parents and I. Because you're going to have questions. So yeah, some yeah. of the misconceptions I think is, oh, my kid's going to get charged with this and this and this. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes that's relayed by administrators because part of their job is to bring us in and say, hey, this is where we're at. This is yeah, what we need to do. Yeah, what do you do. think? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, what do you think? What should we do? And then, and then so relaying that to the parents. So that's a big way I've found over the years to help with those and then then they get the full piece then they get Wes mm-hmm. right then they get me whether it's in person or on the phone so any misconceptions it stops right there yeah um, most of them yeah um, but because they realize you're human and they yeah. realize that and you then, know their right. kid and you and care the, about their kid and absolutely help their and our overarching goal is to help them yeah. right not just to bust yeah. them yeah right. throw them up in the squad and take them to the juvie right. you know that's yeah. not what we're right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, that, I run into that a lot where talking to parents, they they automatically assume, oh, why are you calling me? Or why are you showing mm-hmm. up at my house? Isn't that not? We're also part of the administration. Yeah. You know, we're, we're an arm of the administration. Yeah. And so I have made house calls because students haven't showed up for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and no one's able to contact them or phone numbers are bad, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'll show up to the house and maybe deliver some paperwork or talk to them, ask yeah. some questions, things like that. What can we do to help you and, get right, Exactly, yeah. exactly. And those conversations that they want to have in the office, but unfortunately, no, one, we, we're unable to 
reach them. And yeah. so instead of sending, you know, Shelly or the principal to, to the house, yeah. you know, ha- have me go, you know, and, and I can, I'm an arm of the administration as well, yeah. you know, and, and so I can go talk to them and be like, hey, I'm just here on school business, you know, yes, I am in uniform and things like that. And I can understand the concern, but there's no law enforcement, quote unquote, involvement in this situation. It's a school issue. Yeah. And I'm just assisting. Um, and, I, and I tell staff at Fremont and at initial point and KMS, like, hey, if, 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 if there's something weird or, or, Somebody needs a ride, or someone's not waking up and getting to school. Parents calling in, let me know. I mean, you know, both of us. I can't tell you how many times, you know, we've we've, we've gone and picked somebody up, taking them to school. Mm-hmm. Isn't necessarily in our job description, right? Who cares. But you it, do. It's the right thing to do. And um, you know, a girl missed the bus the other day. <laughs> Mom's clear downtown in Boise. Oh yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I was, and this, it just. This isn't what anything I did. I mean, I, I'd given him my card and said, yeah. hey, look, if, if it happens, give me a call. I was in training. I was like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, you know, I, I called her by, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm far away or I'd come get you. Well. How the, cool for you of her yeah, to call you. It was awesome. But yeah. the, the, the really cool part was that CUNA School District's bus department mm. sent a bus to go get her. Yeah. Wow. So shout I've, out to Brenda. Right. Shout, right. Thank shout you, about, Brenda. Yeah, shout out to Brenda and Yvonne because right. it was pretty neat. Like, right. that's why it's called Together We Can, right? Together yes, We Can. Yes, oh, 100%. Absolutely. Look at you throwing that in there. Oh, nice nice job. Dude. Thank you. So I know, I mean, you guys are SROs during the school year. And I, I know you have other talents that you get to share with our greater community and other roles that, that you have within the Ada County Sheriff's um, Department. What, what do you do, like, during the summer? Maybe do you have special assignments outside of the school? Lamb hits the beach. Yeah, he, you do. I do not. Oh, okay. I'm saying you're in a boat nope. or yeah, that okay. is not me. Uh, I know, like, like yeah. Hiram does that. Right. right. Three of us do. Yeah. Okay. Marine West Patrol. Does too. You do. Yeah, okay. I, I help out with that one, but yeah, it's great because um, I'm kind of lucky. I um, I've been able to talk my way into a dirt bike. So <laughs> I mean, talk about being blessed, right? So, and I've been trying to get it for years. But, yeah. Um, finally, the guy that had it before retired for the third or fourth time. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway. You can um, go out back roads. Back then. roads. Okay. Well, so Ada County, so south of town, there's the desert. Yep. Um, there's the foothills, 8th yep. Street, all up there. And it's just, it's mostly education. Yep. Um, we are seeing a lot more people here, a lot more uh, OHV stuff, off-highway vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, we're putting together classes. And, and my biggest thing, too, is... We have a lot of marine, um, you know, the boat stuff. Yeah. And Hiram and and and, and Teresa do yeah. a ton of that. Yeah. And I was like, well, we need to educate kids on like, because how many do you see right riding oh, around yeah. with helmets? Yeah. There's not one class anybody does on helmets. It's yeah. like, uh, well, let's get that piece out there. So yeah. we tag team it. And when they're doing like the boat stuff, I'll show up on my motorcycle you know, everybody's clapping. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah. And so, uh, and then we'll go in on the motorcycle. So it's another, you know, it's, it's yeah, neat for the, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But we're still helping these kids at whatever age, elementary, all the way up, um, learn, you know, hey, here's how to have fun during the summer. Um, and these are some of the educational pieces yeah. and safety. This keeps things. you alive. This keeps yeah. you healthy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that's what I do. And it's a fun time. Yeah. 
Yeah, for me, I, I'm not as cool as Wes. I don't get to do all the fun stuff. Um, I typically go back to patrol, but I'll be honest, mm-hmm. with the last summers, I've been spending a lot of time just coaching because that's when softball oh, season's in yeah. full swing. And so I'll do a lot of coaching. I'll, I'll take a lot of time off during the summer. Good for you. Um, but in terms of ancillary duty, um, I, I am a negotiator for the, oh, wow. the, the sheriff's office as well. So I've been doing that for, for some time here. So I think seven years or so as a negotiator. So good, good. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that little bit of your other side of what yeah. you do for our community. Right, it's yeah. a at large mm-hmm. uh, uh, service to the community. So you know, we talked a little bit about the role of like cell phones and social media on kids, but it also impacts adults sometimes so like the community you know like misinformation you know one of our you know sometimes challenges in the education area arena and also for you as police officers might be like our social media site like you must know what what would you say about that well um kingdom must know is a funny thing uh it is it is a beast in and of itself uh it's I remember a couple of years ago, there was a, a case, quote unquote, if you will, uh, where the, the crime was reported on Kena Must Know. Oh, it was wow. like a, a stolen bicycle or something. Like that Somebody put it on there. And Kena Must Know solved the crime before anybody <laughs> even reported it to us. I was like, oh, wow, honey. You know, the, yeah. the community banded together and solved <laughs> yeah. this crime. And I, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of neat, I guess, you know. And, Which would be awesome. Right. That's how right. it happened all the time. You know, yeah. a place for the community to to work through, but you know, it's a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. A place where we can all gather and talk through things, things like that. But it's also a double-edged sword on the opposite end where people can share ideas that may not be truthful mm-hmm. or, or divisive or, you know, just straight mean. And, yeah. you know, I, I have had parents show up saying that, you know, they've heard this and this and mm-hmm. they come to us and they, or, or worse, they don't come to us and they spread it even further. Yeah. And we have to try to get ahead of it, you know, and, I have had that conversation with parents and say, hey, you know, please come to us. If you have, if you're concerned about anything that's happening at the school, please come to us. Let us dispel rumors or concerns, or maybe it's a real concern. Or investigate it. Right, right? investigate it. It may really be a concern. And so Mm -hmm. please come to us instead of let it just sit on the internet and we don't know what's going on. So come to us so we can work it out. It starts somewhere, right? Somebody gets upset. So their their knee jerk reaction is to post it somewhere. Right. Now, that that would that and that, I think that's that's the big part of Kino Must Know or any any social media that I think is it's the worst part. So somebody's mad, somebody's upset, and then they post. It's like it's the whole concept. It's the whole concept of type out the email because you're angry, <laughs> and then delete, 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 delete. Yeah. Right, and that's. I, I wish people would do that instead of just firing off hateful stuff mm-hmm. on social media because it then it just sparks a bunch of other things that people yeah. read. They might think it's true. Then they say things. Um, defamation. Defamation yeah. happens on there. And then everybody's acting like they're 12. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and people read it. Not being good models to our kids. Which is, right. Well, yeah. And, 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 and so... We're adults, and, and everybody that's on there, you know, if you're an adult and you're writing on there, just why do that, though? Because, for one, it, it, if, you're, if you're being mean or you're defaming or you're calling people out that you're not really sure about or you're just reposting with somebody, you got to remember how that makes you look. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
I mean, gosh, we talk about it in law enforcement all the time yeah. about <laughs> be careful what you post online. I yeah. mean, a lot yeah. of cops don't even have it. Right. They don't even have right. social media because it just. So, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really important that, uh, just like you said, Wendy, we have to model, mm-hmm. right? If, if our goal is to teach our children yes. how to act as an adult, then guess what? We need to act like adults. Yes. Right? Yeah. Learn how to talk through things, learn how to work through things, learn how to work through problems, mm-hmm. you know, instead of sit behind a keyboard or phone and yeah. spout out non-truths or mm-hmm. maybe truths, but let's do it the right way. Yeah. Let's work through things. Yeah. I always tell people, one of my phrases people always they get tired of hearing is, children are watching us. Right. And what we do yeah. is often, you know, what they see is so much of a teacher more than what we say. So um, because they're watching us, we need to do the right thing. And if we don't know, that's why we're all here to help each other, right? right? If you right. don't know, you're worried, call. Yeah. Um, call and know. just let's we talk. We want to talk to you. Right. Yeah, we right. want to help you. That's our job, right? right. Yep. And I put myself in that, too, because I, I, right. I play that role as well as <laughs> being a person to help. Absolutely. So thank you. You guys, I, I've really enjoyed my time talking to Absolutely. you. I know you both, you. but being able to, to really, I mean, I know how much you care about our kids and our staff and our community, and it's just reinforced what I know about you and yeah. and getting to connect. And I will say I'm we're very blessed to work mm. with you. Um, and yeah, I you. am so honored to call you both my friends. So thank you for all you do Absolutely. for our kids and, and our staff. So yep. I'm, I'm glad you took a risk and joined me today. I know like, <laughs> like, talking about what you do isn't what you usually like to do, but right. I, I really appreciate it. So thank Absolutely. you. Um, to our listeners, thank you for joining us on this episode of Together We Can. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes, please feel free to reach out. Remember, by working together, we can create a nurturing educational environment where every student can thrive. Thank you to our podcast producers, the amazing Allison Westfall and Troy Stevens. Woohoo! Thank you. Yay, thank you for joining me in that. (laughs) Until next time, stay curious and stay connected. And remember, together we can.